Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to our very first Patreon off the beat and track podcast live mini show kite. I don't know what you'd call it. I don't want to call it a Zoom live show because I think everyone's kind of sick to the back teeth of those things um, post-lockdown, but essentially that is what it is. Um, And so what I thought I would do um, is gather some of the Patreons together uh, on a Zoom call and then kind of work our way through the questions. But for this one, episode one, we will start with question one, which is what is the song with the greatest ever intro? So... I've primed them all on uh, the socials to to come armed with some great intros. If they haven't, that's fine. Uh, you can just listen. If you don't want to talk, that's fine. Um, but if you do want to talk, what I would suggest is I'm going to set out with the best of intentions and go, I'll probably say something. And then when you want to get involved, put your hand up, release your mic and come in. But I reckon within about 10 minutes, everyone's going to get overexcited and it'd be a fucking free for all. So it don't matter. But, uh, but so I've made a list of a few, right? So I'm uh, and, and I'm always interested with intros. Um, spoiler alert: the guy today chose. Did he? What was it? Uh, the Detroit Spinners. It's a shame. I think he chose today, uh, and I'm always really interested because one of his honourable mentions was going to be. Um, was it comfortably numb? It's a Floyd song, and so I'm always interested in that kind of thing of. Would you go like fucking straight in with like an instant like bang, we're in, or would you go for that kind of more bit more of a I mean you you you're allowed both. There's no laws against this, but uh but I'm always intrigued as to what guests go for. Um so I'm gonna uh attempt with the means of uh, uh a speaker because I haven't quite worked out how to, on this Zoom call to um to uh get uh what do you call it uh the, the the audio to come through so why i'm going uh, uh, uh is because i'm desperately trying to multitask um where's my little list here as well i've got a little list here oh yes right so this i'm gonna start uh i'm gonna start in the 80s and i'm gonna start with some pop so uh i'm just gonna play you the intro <laughs> That's fucking gold. That is fucking gold. Um, 
<laughs> so I get overexcited sometimes. Um, I mean, thoughts on that as an intro, anyone? Um, yeah. I love Madonna. Sai so doesn't, apparently. I just don't, I've never got Madonna. And that's really? Surely, really? Never, ever liked her. There's nothing. Oh. No, and that's nothing that gets just one of those things I've just never liked. My See, wife loves her. I think that kind of the, the Immaculate Collection, the best of, I think is one of the best compilation records ever. I think it is just like incredible hit after hit after hit. But even like them kind of them sort of simple, I mean, obviously that's strings. And I, I just love that. It's got nothing else to do with the rest of the song. It's just, it's just the intro that doesn't necessarily have any more bearing throughout the record. So I love that about it. Whereas, like a virgin, which is that bum 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 bum, which is amazing. That kind of runs throughout a lot of it. But then also, do you want to dance for inspiration? That opening line of get into the groove is really fucking cool as well. But uh, but yeah, I'm going to start things off with Papa Don't Preach because I think it's uh, it's a cracker, and I think that True Blue record. I think she was. Uh, untouchable uh, in the realms of pop at that point. It's a great song, but they needed to put that there because if you take that away, it just starts off with some bad slap bass, isn't it, after that? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's indistinct, so they had to put that on the front of it. Yeah. And I remember Dead or Alive's third album, they, Dead or Alive, ripped that bit off as well. I don't know why. Did they? But, but yeah, they had like something very similar because it became a bit of a, like a, a formula. You put a bit of strings at the front of it, it gives you some sort of like a bit of gravitas. Yeah. And they, they sound really fake. They're real strings, but they sound very processed, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like uh, a Yamaha DX7, um, it sounded like, didn't it? Well, yeah. even even like the old, um, what's that? What was the, the, um, the thing the Beatles used with the really archaic sort of sampler with drums, tape drums and things? Like a Mellotron. Yeah. Even that kind of, you know, it's got that kind of choppy, you know, horribleness about the sound. Probably is real strings, though, if it's Madonna. Yeah. All right. Choppy, uh, was it choppied horridness? Did you just refer to to, to, to that one? <laughs> Not a fan, Pete. <laughs> he really likes it. <laughs> I do like the song, though. I think it's a cracker. and like, But I do think it also, it has bearing as to your age as well. Because, I mean, we're not too dissimilar in age, are we, Pete? And, yeah. and I, I just think that, that video of Madonna in the kind of little crop top saying Italians do it better with the peroxide short hair. Oh my life. Yeah, I, I was a child string. of the eighties. Yeah. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, I was, that was my first, well, sorry, second love after Debbie Harry, I think. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, first, first time I heard that song was the, uh, the Kelly Osbourne cover. I remember it being God, on, yeah. I remember it being on um, MTV when I was in high school and my dad coming in going, what is this? It's absolute <laughs> garbage. And then I was like, oh, it's uh, one of the Osborne's kids got a music career. And he was like, oh, it's Madonna that. And I've never listened to Madonna. My parents had the Immaculate Collection. But then after that, the next car journey was right. Well, we'll put that in the car. Then you can hear the proper version. Nice. <laughs> so how old are you then, Mark? 33. Right. Yeah, that was quite short-lived Kelly Osbourne's pop career, wasn't it? <laughs> right, rightly so. <laughs> rightly so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Right, has anybody got an intro they want to uh, bring to the table? 
you haven't got a player, I understand. But, uh, um, but, oh, go on. So I, I just, well, just because we were talking about the cure earlier, I was going to, um, and that's 80s as well, I was going to, my probably favourite was the push by the cure. Oh. And I know that's not a short one. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, two, two minutes 44, something before his vocal comes in, something like that. Wow. But it's, uh, but it's just a great, amazing. it's just, yeah. you, you don't. I think that the cure just, if you want long intros, there you go to, aren't they? Like yeah, Fascination Street, Pictures of You, they're all just these lush, beautiful long intros. Oh. My intro's by the cure as well. Weirdly. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, no, um, the kiss. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. Perfect. It, Perfect. Yeah. Just, and I've got three I struggle with, and it's always, I go, it's always the first thing I think of, but it, it's insane. It's sexy as fuck as well, and it's just violent, and it's it's everything dark, and it's incredible. The build up is insane. Yeah. Every yeah. time goosebumps, I think I know it's coming, and it just. <laughs> if you haven't heard that, Martin Jack Osborne done a version of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, <in> the... <laughs> um, I'll just show that that tattoo. I think for the. Oh, look at that! Oh, nice oh, one. Wow. <laughs> is that Kelly? Is that Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wonderful! Like Adrian, you said like push though. The cure, there, there could be so many. There's just oh, it's true. It's true. It's just like yeah. It's just again the build on that one. I, I, I like it's a similar reason you said that they know how to build an intro. And yeah, you know. the excitement that they build up in in me though when I hear the cure, even if I put standing on a beach on sometimes. Oh, everything. Yeah. Just well, I think um, for, for for a fan, the Glasgow set was perfect because it was just so indulgent to have all those massive intros and watching people in the crowd going what on earth is this <laughs> Whereas until until the encore and they smashed out all the the top 10 hits but before that as, a, as an actual fan was like it's been it in heaven wasn't it because and they played burn the didn't, they? didn't they play burn there which they never play live yeah the yeah they did and that's an amazing intro yeah I think that's their best set they've done for years, the Glastonbury one. Yeah, right. was that the one you, you went, didn't you, Stu, to the Hyde Park gig? I thought yeah. that was like a really good set. Like yeah. it, it was hit heavy. Uh, and I've only seen them twice. I see them then, and I saw them on the Wish Tour, uh, Wembley Arena or Elscourt, one of them two. And uh, I remember they on call with Foxy Lady, a cover of Foxy Lady that night. Like, um, <clears throat> but that was obviously the wish had just come out, so they they were playing a lot of that. Which, but do you know what? My favourite track on Wish is um, "Letter to Elise." Yeah, never mind. And I think they played that at Hyde Park. Did you go to Hyde Park, Mark? No, I just got the DVD recently because I was like, I, I don't didn't even hear about it and missed it, and I was like, I can't believe it didn't go. But I'm going to the the tour in December. Oh, do you know what? Like for an, an old bastard like me, it was heaven it was uh interpol um slow dive ride gold frap it was like it was a really it was it was was pretty amazing not this friday but next friday i think i put out the episode with interpol and that's a cracker it's a really good listen um yeah, that was, and I was fanboying in that as well. Badly. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw them um, at Leeds Festival when they headlined 
Um, it was the 40th anniversary of Reading, and we did Reading and Leeds. And I'd, I was a bit into them through my dad, but not massively, and then saw them play. And I think that was 2012. I was um, there at Leeds. Yeah, just, well, just incredible, yeah. Um, and that was the first time I'd heard the full version of Picture View because I'd only heard the greatest hits um, version. So then I was, I was talking about intros. When you heard them go into that, and you just, even though you, I'd not heard that a little bit before, just something about it, you, you know it's that song. Yeah. And then you just get lost for like two minutes. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, but none of my friends were bothered at all about it. They just stood there like, I'm going to see an headline because that's what you do. And I was losing my mind, got quite near the front, and they're all just like, Yeah, they're fine. When are they playing uh Love Cat? <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. <clears throat> um okay, right. So who's uh cursed? What you got? Well, mine is probably the complete opposite to the cure. So mine is it's a song that if I'm ever feeling like a little bit down or like a bit down the dumps, whatever, um it will guarantee to put a smile on my face. It's like the happiest, clappiest intro. And it is um, Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel. By... I, I, wouldn't, I always pronounce them as the Tavares, but I don't know if that's right. Tavares. 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 It's a beautiful song. I just love it. Like that intro, like it just swells really nicely. It's got, got all the clinky, clunky noises and stuff. And yeah, and that whole piece is just brilliant. And yeah, I love it. It's so good. And it's a guaranteed, like, dance floor filler as well. And, yeah, yeah I love it. It's brilliant. Absolutely. That's another really, like, interesting kind of angle that I'm always fascinated about intros. He's like, as a, as a DJ, <clears throat> like, what instantly makes people move? Like, just an intro straight away, <clears throat> that I, I get a reaction. Disco just does it. Like, yeah. disco and, like, I've got a few other sort of, like, soul tunes that I'm going to uh, throw in here tonight. It's very tied between that and Young Hearts Run Free. Oh, oh yeah. I do, like, yeah. yeah. I love that. And, and speaking of candy, like, Staten, the source featuring Candy Staten, you've got the love with the Frankie oh, Knuckles arpeggio. Yeah. That, as soon as you hear that and you just know that her vocals come in. Oh, unreal. Unreal. Uh, that Tavares track, that's uh, that's one of the ones. As soon as you said that, the the bit that I love about it, and I was thinking, no, don't do it because you can't sing. It's the bit right at the end where it's like heaven, and they go, ah! <laughs> that's the best bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a joyous song, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, okie dokie. Uh, has anyone else got any kind of disco tastic ones? Let's have a look what I've got on my screen. Well, like Shaft. Ah, do you know what? That <laughs> fella, that, that guest today. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that fella that I had on today, that was uh, the first record he bought, uh, was a seven-inch of the theme from Shaft. Oh, what a cool bastard. Yeah, do you know what? I was like, mate, that's the coolest, like, first record purchase I think I've had on. Uh, right, okay. I've got the first, the last, my everything as well by Bazaar. That's a fucking great intro. Just the, like that, I mean, like that again is a dance floor. Like as soon as you hear that, like those bits, like those bars where it goes, I can't even remember it now, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but as soon as you hear those bars, like everyone is on the dance floor and um, yeah. Okay, that's a really fun. clear picture of like house parties at your house now. <laughs> 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 <Or glitter. laughs> yeah. Did um, Tavares had, got remixed in the 80s, didn't it? 
like when dance music hadn't quite come in, someone did like a, it was like a horrible sort of mix that had that. That's right. There was. It was a really <laughs> shit band, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm going to throw a couple of like little soul ones in. Uh, and I really love the simplicity of this, and I think it's perfect. Honey smacks. That's as pop tastic as it gets. Everyone's head started bopping there. <laughs> 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 It's so simple, yet <laughs> so good. Uh, I think, like, obviously that, that songwriting team at Motown just knew what they were doing. It was just like, oh, I mean, just uptight Stevie Wonder, unbelievable. This old yeah. art mine, Isley Brothers, what an intro. Oh, I mean, this. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's that, that riff oh, there, that, that riff there. comes in there. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Smokey knew his shit, didn't he? Fucking hell. There's a few like the Phil Spector ones that were just, was it the Ron Epsons that when some of that started, there was just a, it, it was like a shock, wasn't it? Yeah. It woke you up and you needed to, you needed to move to get on the dance floor. I wouldn't have done because I was obviously too young for that, but. <laughs> that that be, be my baby's like the, the, oh, the it, but it. the greatest song ever made by a, a million River miles in my mind. River Deep Mountain High, then the oh. way that starts, you're instantly oh, you're excited, aren't you? That's what it does. An intro can excite you. Instantly. Absolutely. I know that we we spoke the other night, so on the whole Colistim, uh, uh So it wasn't it? Yeah, it was Hulkolist, wasn't it? And we was talking about Erasure. Have you heard Erasure? River Deep Mountain High. I love that version. Yeah. That's like Innocence, isn't it? Or B-side. B-side of Ship of Falls. Yeah. That's right. I love uh, that version as well. Yeah. They did a good cover of Salisbury Hill as well. They did. After, they yeah, did, it wasn't yeah. bad. I, mm. My favourite cover of theirs is Supernature. Oh, but that was you surround me B-side. Fucking yeah. hell, they've done that when I see them at a wild party. And I'd I'd, I'd not heard the Saron version. I'm getting overexcited, sorry. Hosting. Oh dear. Um and I'm just gonna play one more. Uh one from the uh the, the Soul Vaults that uh the Motown, which I think is just fucking amazing. Within like five seconds, that yeah. song is just fucking Someone's set it on fire. It's away, isn't it? And it's just like, and it don't come off the gas. Like, oh, get ready by the Temptations as well. Fucking hell. It's, it's the like... sound of the drums on those. Yeah. The sound of that, you know, when that boom, you know, that sort yeah. of little, little feel. I think, was it um, Mark Ronson when he was doing um, Amy Winehouse's, um, like, Back to Black? Yeah. Got, like, one of those original Motown drummers in the studio to kind of just mic the kit up the same way to get that really authentic sort of... Uh, I mean, he probably bolstered it up with samples afterwards, but it, just to get that real kind of authentic. Drum he nailed sound. it though, didn't he? Oh, mate, yeah, every bit. He's such a good album. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it look really at all is. those that that genre. I think more than any other genre for me would say that it's distinctive within the first half a second. Yeah, if, yeah. If you listen yeah. to like Motown Gold, which is like 
an incredible compilation. It's always like a go-to for car journeys. It's yeah. Every single song, your head goes straight away, and within a second, you know exactly what song that is, and you yeah. know what chorus is coming. Yeah. And and it's interesting. You can sort of see why Barry Goldie would have been that much of a prick to have said to Marvin Gaye, nah, that was going on, mate. It don't really work. Like, you know, because it was so different from yeah. everything else. And I don't know when you first heard the album was going on, what your, what your thoughts were, but like, I was just, was like, just like, ah, I know this one and I know mercy, mercy me, but the rest of it's just like one big song. What's going on? And like, cause I was so used to heard it through the grapevine and ain't no man and stuff like that. And, I mean, it's, it's probably my favourite album of, of all length, time. Length of the like, tracks on that compared to all the early stuff as well are completely yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, but I like that period where Motown kind of wigged out. Like, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Like, that is not track. a sweet soul record, is it? That's a fucking dark record. There's like, like, temptations. They were dark, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I'd quite like to hear Nick Cove do a cover of Papa Was a Rolling Stone. I think he could do something really <laughs> fucking sinister with that. It just shows a progression, I think, as well for the, for that like era to have not just stayed. We could have eaten happily, I'm sure, with all those songwriters and, and performers, they could have easily just repeated that with that formula for years and years. But to have moved on a little bit is you know, credit to them to, to change things up and not just staying in the lane and becoming could have become boring, couldn't it? Definitely. So well loved as well because singing about these heart wrenching topics, like really dark stuff, but to these disco y or solely beats and things, that meant that everyone who was working, you know, their job Monday to Friday, then on a Saturday night could go out to the disco and go out to the club and stuff and just sing their heart out and dance all over the dance floor and just forget about all the problems and stuff because you can relate to that song that they're, you know that celebrity or that singer is also singing about the heartache that you've, that Dave down the social club has put you through that week. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Pete, give us an intro, mate. Uh, Well, just for context, I didn't realise we were doing intros today. Pete, you've got a fucking, (laughs) a jukebox for a head, mate. But but I've always got a few loaded. (laughs) And I I was thinking, we said intros, I think a lot of the time I think about like a, a song that kind of explodes, you know, and like really like energizes you. But <laughs> I well, I think um, uh, Cannonball by Breeders has oh, yeah. got like a crazy. It's a kind of it's it's almost like they had too many ideas at the start of the song, and you got like a distorted voice going. Doing that Is bit. that a distorted voice? Because it's, in uh, my head, that's a sample from Return of the Jedi. I think that's Ewoks. I'm not being, I'm serious. I think that's Ewoks. I know where you're coming from, but on the video, have you seen the video for it? She's got a mouth yeah, in the water. She's got the yeah, kind of mic. Like, so yeah. I, I, don't know that, I don't know if that's true, what she was doing or what. But, but it does that weird. Adrian, story. I've not invited you on to come and wreck my dreams, man. I've got Ewoks <laughs> in with the breeders. All right, man. Yeah. I love Ewoks. I know I'm a big Star Wars fan too, Stu. Hey, Stu's dad was in Star Wars. So they, um, <laughs> they start with the Ewok sample, but then it sort of stops, and you just, you've got the drummer just tinging on stuff. Yeah. But then the the, the bass line. Yeah. <laughs> but that ding ding it just sort of starts and then stops. Yeah. It's almost like like someone's appearing out of a doorway, doing it and disappearing again, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. dead space. And then I think when it starts playing, is it a different key? 
goes it's weird isn't it it's really odd yeah but for some reason the whole thing it's a it's a tune if it comes on the radio i feel like i have to stop and give it time and then I'm, I'm really into it. it yeah it's one of those you have to think about and then it all suddenly comes together doesn't it yeah really but you whisper, you whisper like to yourself i like this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's that. I would have to say, as much as I uh, I love Kid Deal uh, and the Pixies, that's one of them songs that I reckon after about eighteen years of playing it every Saturday <laughs> night at the club, I did think I don't need to hear that for a while. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, because if I remember right, I read an interview with Kim, and she said when it's Kelly and her sister. Yeah. She couldn't play, could she, when she joined the band? And like, mm-hmm. they literally like taught her how to play to join the band. Like, <laughs> I think I read that. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I seem to remember reading that. I don't know how embellished that is for rock and roll mythology, but I'm on board. I love shit like that. Yeah, it's a great story. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll tell you a really nice little sweet uh, story about the Pixies. Um, my brother owned a, 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 a bar restaurant in Australia, and... Uh, and he's a huge Pixies fan and they were playing in Brisbane and in the afternoon, Frank Black just strolled into his uh, restaurant and my brother sort of tried to not lose his shit, (laughs) but he said he just come and sat at the bar and, uh, and ordered the drink. And, uh, and he sort of said hello to my brother. My brother's like, uh, how you doing? He said, you having a good day? He went, yeah, yeah. And then my brother's like, what are you up to? He said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a band. I've got a gig tonight. And that's my, my brother's like, yeah, I know you're, you're Frank Black, aren't you? Uh, and he was like, yeah. And so my brother's like, like, and he was like, oh, can I can I see a menu in that? So my brother said, look, can I please buy you dinner? Like I said, I can't like charge you for you know for the joy that you've given me over the years in like the Pixies and such and Catholics. Oh, please have a kiss as well. Can <laughs> <laughs> you take around the corner from McDonald's? <laughs> But he uh, <laughs> he took my brother's offer up and said, and then literally just sat there. My brother's the other side of the bar, just chatting to him while he was eating, just telling him all these stories about the pixies and and, and everything else. Wow. Uh, and then he was like, "Look, I want to pay for dinner." And I was like, "Look, honestly, I never thought I'd be sitting here in my bar talking to Frank Black for a, an hour." And uh, and as he left, the girl that had been bringing his plates over. He gave a hundred dollar tip to as he walks out, and then oh, you just think like, "That's, that's what you egg. like to hear about your pop stars, isn't it?" Yeah, uh, proper good egg. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, let's see what I've got I, else. They get a lot as well. It's quite. <laughs> 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 he had a mix grill. <laughs> he's right. lost a bit of weight recently. <laughs> like, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, I saw them at Hyde Park with Pearl Jam like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So oh, we'll, we'll get onto that. We'll definitely get onto that. Right, I've, right. I'm going to kind of move from the to I'm keeping it in the 80s at the moment, but we will progress. But uh, just for a, a beautiful intro. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What are your thoughts on that one, people? Any tears for fears fans here? That's on my list. Oh, good. Love that. Love that. And it's one of the only songs, literally the only song that I can play on the ukulele. <laughs> Brilliant. I need to hear that. You really don't. I mean, I say it for you. Love it. Love it. Any oh, other tears for fears fans here? Yeah. yeah. I'd have I Believe see on that album. I prefer that intro. Well, that's if you look at the career of them. First album, I think Kurt sung. Was Kurt heavy, wasn't it? Boron. Then second album on on what, Big Chair. Pal Shelter, Mad World, Change, Change. Uh, he uh, felt like the face of the band. I mean, it sort of flipped, didn't it? Yeah, and then I think <laughs> on the. <laughs> They, oh my god, do they hate each other still? It's so <laughs> obvious. It's uncomfortable. It's it, oh, it really is. But like, yeah, what, on, on the second album, what did he sing? I believe everyone wants to rule the world. And shout. No, Roland sung shout, didn't he? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what what the other one was, and then obviously on uh, uh, Sea to Love, what did he sing? Uh, Vice for the Young Art, and I think that was it. Yeah. And it was like, and then the next album, he weren't there. <laughs> He'd gone. Yeah. They've done some good intros, actually. Mother's Talk is a really good intro. Oh, That's yeah. really good. Mm. I think my favourite one's on the, what was the third album? Um, Seeds of Love. Yeah, yeah. There's a track on that. Is it the second? Is it 
Batman. Uh, One, two, three, four. Bow, now, 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 now. Yeah. Oh, is it called Batman? Batman song. Yeah. Batman song. Yeah. That was, Roland wrote that about him and the rest of his band cunting him off, like, uh, behind the wall. <laughs> it was that like. some really good drumming on it. It's a... Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Alita Adams is on that as well. Like yeah, her voice is yeah. incredible on that. But, uh, but yeah. That's about Tears for Fears. And then somebody, when I was in my teens, someone bought me their, like the Immaculate Collection, they did a, a best of, didn't they? Or like a Tears Roll Down, yeah. Oh my God. And it just, yeah, blew my tiny mind. I was like, I've heard of them. I'll give it a go. Like, I just didn't understand why this person had bought me this album. And it just did not stop playing for weeks. Love, Love it. it. Okay. Roland's gone full Santa Claus now, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw them at Shepherd's Bush like a couple of months ago. And I was a little bit worried because, you know, like the older the bands get, I was a little bit worried that the voices aren't going to be the same and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, like they were still hitting those high notes. Yeah. Like it was. I were they good, Kirsten? Mad. Sorry? Were they good? They were really good. Like I was honestly, I was blown oh, away. And I, was, I was quite pessimistic about it, but. I was honestly blown away. But yes, he does look very Father Christmas now. Long you're quite, quite pessimistic, but you still bought tickets and went. Well, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to tick them off because I hadn't you had faith. That's what you had. You had faith. faith. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> You've got to put a lot of trust in these people with grey beards. They're all right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, Adrian, did you go to the Pearl Jam with the Pixies then? I did. You went the one the night after, didn't you? I did. Like, I've got to be honest, I looked at the set list. I think I got the better deal. I think you did. And we knew, <laughs> we stayed in London that night. And if I'd known they were playing a completely different set list, I'd have, I'd have gone the second night. I'd have yeah. lagged away. Because they I were just post- wish they had swapped over stereophonics with the Pixies. If they yeah. Had done that, then the Saturday would have been a lot better. 100%. Not, no one. No, it was idols initially, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why I bought the tickets for the Saturday. Like, and I wouldn't have been. I mean, Pixies is my favourite band, so as much for them as well, Pearl Jam were probably up there as like probably be top three as well. So it was like it was, it was ideal for me. But then I love idols, so I was like couldn't lose really. But then yeah, Stereophonics. Where was this? Hyde Park. Hyde Park. Mm. Yeah. Ah, okay. Did Who you get Johnny Marr? No, we got um, John McEnroe. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same, but he had a go. He's, he's a decent guitarist, to be fair. Seriously, I thought you were joking. No, seriously, oh, no. Yeah. John McEnroe came on stage and played guitar with Pearl Jam. No seriously, yeah. I can't believe no one has said. And then he went to serious. You <laughs> 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 just have. <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, he's, he, but, well, he was coming to Wimbledon that day, and the next day he just popped down and yeah, you know, <laughs> stage of Pearl Jam. It was fucking worth it then. Yeah, that's uh, great. Uh, <laughs> Don't see that every day. <laughs> Johnny Marr was was fucking great, man. Like, he's really, cool still, really, isn't he? Oh, so yeah. fucking cool, man. But I want to not like him. There's some part of me just thinks he's, I want him to annoy me a bit, but he's just always so cool. Yeah, he's I know. Are you any, are you any closer him? to get him on yet, Stu? Because I know he's one oh, of your list, no isn't he? Niall, I had Niall on his son. Yeah, and he that was a good episode, that one. Yeah, he's a really lovely bloke, man. And, like, plays for Hans Zimmer, doesn't he? Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But he, he, was, he sort of chats on there about, like, needing the guitar and, like, I, I, if I remember this rightly, he just popped around. Oh, I have to get this right because the Dandy Warhols fellas from the same place as well, and he was talking about how interbred it is. But he said, I'm sure, I'm sure it was, 
he needed a Rickenbacker because they wanted that Marl Rickenbacker sand. So he yeah. just went, uh, I'll just, um, and his dad just rung up Peter Buck and he just went around Peter Buck's house and Peter gave him the fucking Rickenbacker that he played like so Central Rain and stuff like that. I went, there you go, use that. <laughs> fucking hell, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> If I got let in a Peter Buck's ass, you'd never get me out. <laughs> I'd literally be like, mate, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Squatting at Peter Buck's. <laughs> Can I uh, jump in with an intro because it feels fitting? This is my uh, my number one, uh, Smith's, the Headmaster Ritual. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, Good yeah. one. Great show. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I know it comes up on the podcast quite a bit, but I love when you can, it feels distinct between an intro musically and then an intro vocally. And because Morris is obviously so iconic with his and his voice is so distinct, it's quite a long, it's almost like a minute, I think it's about 48 seconds of the intro just musically. And you think it's going to be a Smith song where it's just a, a musical one or it's just going to go nowhere else because it repeats a couple of times. And then you come in with the Morrissey, this such a distinct vocal. And... Uh, when it was such a weird way of saying belligerent. I mean, what what song starts with the, the lyric belligerent <laughs> in such a strange way? But to go back right from the beginning, it's so, again, sort of dr- drum-wise, like a bit like a Motown song, with just do 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 and then that with the, with the strings behind it. But going down a, a, a YouTube rabbit hole today, because listening to it, I remembered that a Radiohead cover, which is on YouTube, which is it's a live recording of them just in a, in a room and it's really good. And I think it's only on YouTube, it's the only way you can find it. And then from that went to a Fender, um, uh, Fender Theatre, like on their YouTube channel with Johnny Marr just playing um, the Headmaster Ritual with nothing else, just him playing on guitar. And it's just incredible to watch him play and how skillful he is. Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's so, I mean... Uh, if we're talking Smiths, uh, it's an obvious one, but I'm going to throw in this charming man. He's just a fucking amazing intro. It's so yeah. fucking amazing. And it's, again, two chords, and that dance floor knows what they're getting. And it was at High Park, and it was like, bang, oh, everyone was like, yeah. up. And for me, what difference does it make? That's really good. So <laughs> dry, yeah. tremendous. Yeah. The drum yeah. sand on that. I don't, is that Stephen Street? I don't know. But yeah, like, it was. Yeah, it's his first, first album on it. Right. Um, yeah, I've got a weird story. One of my mates ended up going out with a girl when he was in college who was the nephew of Andy um, and went to just a like a family party, like, like 15, 16 years old, and went there and he knew he was going to a Smiths member's um, house or he was going to be there. And then also Mike Joyce turned up um, and they just went into a back room where there was a bit of kit and were dicking about and they had a bass and drums going. And my mate walks in and was like, I play guitar. And they were like, oh, show us what you can do then. And he started playing, what difference does it make? And they just joined in. Fucking hell. Like, can you imagine? Oh, wow. Imagine, that was like 1996, 97, something like that. I thought that was going to be a pub in a matchbox story. <laughs> I'm trying to get some uh, some souvenirs. Uh, you know, I've been re- really lucky. Like, he's not actually done off the beaten track, but I don't know if if, if any um if it, it mind if you listen uh, ever listen to off uh, the hardcore listening podcast. Yeah, yeah. but I've listened to that one. 
You listen to the Mike Joyce yeah, one. Yeah. That, you went to his house, didn't you? Man. Like really Chris like was like Chris was like, Yeah, I don't really know any songs by the Smiths. They're boring, aren't they? And so like <laughs> I sort of wrestled with not throwing him out of the car. <laughs> and then so just that's literally That's a really Chris thing to say, isn't it? Like just hammered them in his ears all the way to Manchester whilst trying to control. I mean, we'd done a club night with Mike like for quite a few months so we knew him and he'd come to the toothbrush and dj and he's a really fucking lovely bloke and uh and he really likes it he likes a drink and he's good fun as well to have a drink with uh chris had to put him to bed in a hotel one night like literally <laughs> take his clothes off and put him into bed like um chris loves that and then chris went home i'll just clarify that uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he said but like any time, like, I mean, he hasn't, I haven't spoken to him for a couple of years, but when we was doing the club stuff, it doesn't matter, like, how many times he'd ring me up to go, like, oh, what are we doing for a hotel? Is there going to be, like, on my phone, it had ring, <laughs> and the caller ID is one of the Smiths. <laughs> and it just pop up. Like, one, of, be like, one of the Smiths is phoning me. One of the Smiths is phoning me. <laughs> <It's> like, All <laughs> right. <laughs> so tragic. <clears throat> But, um, yeah, right, okay. Uh, what else have we got? Have Are we one. still in the 80s? Oh, actually, I don't know. Oh, have you got one, Deb, for the 80s? Well, okay, so I've got a couple. One of them is going to piss you off, and the other one, I'm not sure if it's the 80s. Gwen McRae, was that 80s? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that song that you played on that club night, they were all fucking ballistic. All that love that I'm giving you. I have a very strong memory, so... We're old enough to have done mixtapes for each other when we first got together. Um, cassette tapes, people. <laughs> and Pete did me one of those. And the first track on one of the sides was Gwen McRae. And I'd driven up to London to see Pete play because he used to be in a band. And I was driving home and stuck that on and just whacked it up full volume. I'm driving through London and that was Blair. Oh, mate, it's such a strong, beautiful memory. And that song just, every time it comes on, goosebumps. Oh, yes. It's amazing. Absolutely uh, uh, love it. Adrian, mine, I think you probably know this curse. Do, do you guys know this song? No, no I don't, don't think so. Head on. Oh, can't hear it. Can't hear it. Oh, that's fucking great. Yeah. Intro, that. <laughs> Beautiful. It's just right there, isn't it? There's no fucking about. Straight yeah. in. Yeah. That was... I, I played that, didn't I, when you come to Lizards? You did. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's a yeah. fucking belter of a tune. It's uh, so good. What was the other one you had, Deb? <laughs> Don't cut me off. Don't okay. keep me out of the group. <laughs> it's a Led Zeppelin track. Okay. That's all right. I know I'm in the minority on the Zeppelin thing. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's Black Dog. Yeah, that is really good, isn't it? That's the one oh, from God. Shooting Stars, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, oh, it was. Here's the baby. Oh, yeah, no, yeah here's the baby. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I mean, it's, it's just brilliant. Him coming in with screamy vocals and then, the, oh, just, I just love it. Absolutely love it. My dad was a massive Zeppelin fan. We got fed it from a very, very young age. Yeah, he, he's one of them who makes his makes his voice sound like an instrument, doesn't it? And that that when it comes yeah. in like that is like it can't be just vocals. It's it's just otherworldly. It's, it's insane. And it, again, it's just another thing where it just instant 
goosebumps and you can't help but scream along even though I can sing about as well as you can Stu so Mm -hmm. yeah just you don't want to be around when that comes on but Um, yeah awesome any any other Zeppelin fans yeah okay Okay. yes that's him yes definitely (laughs) yeah I don't I don't really know what it is like I, I should like them. I know I should. On paper, they're they're everything that lots of other bands I like are a bit like. But I don't know what it is. Like I don't dislike them, but I just I'm, don't. I'm with you, Stu. I, I don't. Oh, some of it I like. Hmm. Yeah. So um, since I've been loving you, what a track! Hmm. I think that's an incredible. That's a good intro, actually, isn't it? Since I've been hmm. loving you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm like that. I don't My one of them that. is just you hear so much because they're, they're so widely played that you kind of get bored. And if you don't get into them as a fan, then because like for for example, with a band like 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 Queen or Led Zeppelin, you you hear it so much on TV and films and adverts and in a bar and stuff like that that you kind of forget that they're actually a band. It sounds like becomes background music. Whereas yeah. Yeah, for me, for me, I'd much rather listen to the album tracks for Queen and for Led Zeppelin because I'm kind of bu- kind of bored of hearing the best of because you just yeah, hear it yeah. all the time. So then it just becomes like white noise a, a bit. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm with with Cy on that sort of side of Zeppelin because I do like what they do. But then when Goldbug did a cover of Whole Lot of Love, oh, was amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> with, with, so with a Pearl and Dean like thing yeah. in the intro. Yeah. I love that. I think it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the high point of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, they they were great so much so that uh, I booked them to play the toothbrush, and I think about fourteen people turned out. And I think I lost about six hundred <laughs> quid. <laughs> but you enjoyed it, right? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I've seen Robert Plant live, and he's really, really good. He is right. really, genuinely really good. But it is was I mean, that with just... Alison Krauss? No, I saw him on his own. On his own. Um, and it, but it was you wanted him to be weirdly. I wanted him to play Zeppelin mm. to make it. Uh, yeah, I just did. And he was he was beautiful man. That, like, I mean, in physically and vocally, and he just seems lovely. But weirdly, then I did want him to play Zeppelin. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. The Alison Krauss stuff that he's done—that's that's what I've heard. Beautiful, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. lovely. It's really interesting and like unexpected as well. Yes, it is. That is a great song. Mm. Yeah. That's that one Elvis Costello's wife, Alison Krauss. Really? Is it? No, is it? I, I don't. Oh. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I, I think you might yeah? be right. He was married to, uh, what's her face from the Pogues first, wasn't he? Pogues, yeah. He, he was married oh. to her. That's incredible guesswork if it's right. Because <laughs> no, no one's saying, no, it's definitely not true, but <laughs> no one knows if it is. Yeah, no one else knows. <laughs> we just, for the sake of this, we'll go with it. I don't want to Google it to find out. I want it to be true. <laughs> Wrong. Diana Kroll. Is, my wife's just informed me that oh, Diana Kroll, Diana? Diana Kroll, that's his wife. Yeah. The jazz so musician, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hang on, whose right. wife? I'm lost now. That was Costello's wife. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. So that bit, I, I lied about that, but it sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> right, what else have we got on the list? Let's have a little Mine's one. in the eight, my, One of my other intros is in the 80s. Go on. Yeah, I've got quite a few 80s. You can say T2, but you might not have heard of it, and it's 
it's my favorite artist of all time and it's my probably my favorite intro is it's um the blue mask by lou reed on the blue mask album i think it was 82 maybe 83 it's pure angry violent lou reed intro it it goes into it just starts off with his guitar and the drumming in the background is incredible um and then it just builds into this big, angry, dark, almost like Velvet Underground, s and just amazing lyrics as well. But it's just big, chugging energy of Lou Reed at his best. But then you obviously got to like Lou Reed to have that. And he is my favourite of all time. And it, that intro is incredible. The song sums up Lou Reed and all his mean old bastard, as my wife calls him in all his ways i'm gonna have to listen to that because i do i do like lou reed but i i like transform as one of my favorite albums but i haven't really delved much that's further not, into him i just absolutely love that album and then i think the next one <laughs> the next one that i listened to was his one with metallica which needs to be forgotten Ooh. about forever because <laughs> that is bullshit <laughs> For both of bands, for both him and Metallica, it was a very low point. But no, I'm going to have a listen to that. Sounds good. Yeah, and he's, he's yeah, he's my he's he's on a pedestal, but everybody else for me, no, nobody else touches that. And then everyone else is below me. Read, but none of his more commercial stuff really mm. at all. But Blue Mask, incredible album. Cursed eighties. What you got? I feel like I'm probably letting the side down here because everyone's got been very earnest tonight and they're like <laughs> having real deep feels. And then I'm just like, oh, I just really like this song. Um, <laughs> That's the whole point. Yeah, the best way. Absolutely. You've got to love your choices. <laughs> this is a bit of a contentious band because not many people like them, or maybe some people do. Um, but I really like Rat Trap by the Boomtown Rats. Oh, yeah. that's such what a big intro. I love great shout. That, that song genuinely makes me a bit emotional at the end. You like when Billy's talking to Judy and they're down at the cafe and stuff. And because <laughs> I've, I've lived in a tenement block, I know what they're like. They are horrible things and stuff. That I, I actually do really like that song. That's such a good shout. It's a great intro. <laughs> I love the Boomtown Rats. Um, huh? I love the Boomtown Rats. Okay, that's good then. I just I, I really like people are like, oh, they're not yeah. punk and all that sort of stuff. I, I love, I love what I know, which would be <laughs> their best stuff. That's yeah. but what, yeah. I, what I do know. I love, but I love no Mary the Fourth Form. Mary the Fourth Form, yeah, amazing track. Um, She's so modern as well as another banging intro. Yeah, Banana Republic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got um, another girl, another planet, the only ones. Oh, oh that's good. Fantastic. Um, Brilliant. Uh, I've got Peaches That's a great by the intro. Peaches yeah. by the Stranglers. They, was that they, oh, that fat baseline. Yeah. That's a filthy baseline. Um, Blue Monday, Monday, New Order. That's a big intro. Big intro. <laughs> yeah, very I've got long. One song that, well, it could potentially be a little bit racist now. Okay. So just <laughs> go with me. So, you can edit it out, Stu. Is it by a swerve driver? I love the fact that people googling swerve driver lyrics now. Going, I didn't realize they were racist. <laughs> it's Sorry, very guys. questionable, but I honestly just love it. It's like a pop song, and it has got a really fun little intro. 
is um, Japanese Boy by Anika. Oh, right. Oh, I honestly <laughs> thought you was going to say Oliver's Army. I really yeah. did. Oh, yeah. oh, I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese Boy is a great track. Yeah. Love it. It's so twing. It's again, it's like I must like the twingly sort of intros and things, you know. You don't look old enough to know that. I mean, that that's a... well. I'm I'm 36, so I'm Smoothly. not as young. Sort of thing. That was the sort of thing that was on Kenny Everett, isn't it? <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched a lot of Top the Pops too, as well. Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> can I can I offer a couple from the 80s if that's what we're doing? Let's do it. Um, because I, I thought you were going to say just can't get enough because it's got like such a that oh. intro. It's perfect pop that and um. What's the Yazoo track? Don't go. Um, mm. yeah. And then maybe Einstein a go go by a landscape. Just because once it's in your head, you can't get it back out again. Yeah. Uh, oh, you I, just said the mode, and I didn't think about the mode. I mean, it's one of my least favourite mode songs, but um, yeah, personal Jesus intro is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I hate that yeah. song, but I love that intro. Yeah, it's my least one of my least favourite mode songs, and yeah, yeah, one of my favourite bands. Yeah. Adrian, what you got from the eighties? Anything, mate? The only one I had was the Q one I mentioned. I don't think I think the rest of mine move into the. I sort of, I have got Debasa down, but that's just because he picks his thing, and I, oh. I, I but, and it's just that as soon as that comes on, that bass, as soon as that starts, the bass comes in. The, the urgency like, is so good on Debasa. It's just like when you mm. get that guitar that drops in, he's fucking amazing. Well, we're moving to the nineties in a sec. I've got a couple of eighties ones, which. Uh, I think, uh, and I, this is the one that I really like for the for the kind of instant. We got to name that tune in one, Stu. Playing, but it's not playing. Hey, we can't hear it. <laughs> no, we can't hear it. <laughs> we have a guess. <laughs> He's having a little party on his own. <laughs> And bless my cotton socks. What a way to start a song. Bless my cotton socks. Uh, teardrop explodes. Reward. Like, oh, okay. oh, we didn't hear it. Hear it, hear it, hear it. Stu. No, we the first try. What's that? Sorry? We couldn't hear it. Oh, you couldn't hear it? No. Huh. We heard the first bit. I think... We just heard one the mic, note. The mic up. <clears throat> we should have guessed it, actually, from that. <laughs> that just... <clears throat> That should be the game next time, if you can guess it in one. We can't hear it, Steve. I can't hear it. I, I think if we're talking, that it, the, it probably knocks your ah, ambience out. Right. There you go. So uh, it's going to be quiet. Did I put any more 80s ones on here? Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to play this one quickly. Hit your mics for a sec. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I mean, that's pretty fucking special, isn't it? Yeah. Good. I mean, you could have had Psycho Killer as well. I was well. going to say Psycho Killer, yeah. <laughs> like, Somebody played that at my wedding, Psycho Killer. I hope it wasn't your wife. <laughs> I, I, I allowed everyone three choices of song and somebody picked that. <laughs> well, I just thought of a cracking 80s one that always puts me in a good mood. And if any, if it comes on... My kids and my wife look at each other knowing that I'm going to be a prick. And I've completely forgotten about it. It's men without hats, safety dance. Oh, yeah. so good. Oh, that is a great <laughs> I've got my hands behind my back, bouncing around the kitchen instant. Open a, a little small man's following me up the road. No, no word of a lie. No word of a lie. The same person who picked Psycho Killer picked safety dance. <laughs> I swear, Dad. I swear. It's my cousin. We've got some latest. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and I think, uh, just trying to think, I have a really fucking like the, the the intro to "Take on Me" by Our Heart is fucking incredible. As is the sun always shines on TV. But you you don't realize because they're such brilliant pop songs how fucking long they are. Mm. Like uh, I, I think "Sun Always Shines on TV," like. It's about a minute before you even get anything, and it's like just that piano and and uh, and a little bit of Morton, but the rest of the band like don't really come in. And the same with Take on Me. I think it's like nearly a minute before you get a vocal, but you do get that amazing synth playover. Uh, uh, it feels like a vocal, doesn't it? Because I'm guessing you from playing it in clubs, everyone yeah. sings it. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those that everyone sings along to that that synth. Yeah, that's a really good chat. Yeah. Uh, he's on not is, this it's out that that no, one no tomorrow is embrace and that's a really fucking lovely chat that um is that Danny McNamara yeah it's a really really nice chat that uh and then special bloke. and then the yeah then it's aha next Friday and then Interpol the Friday after and uh oh brilliant yeah got some other mad ones to record coming up um Morrissey no no <laughs> Uh, KMFDM, the old industrial oh. band. Uh, yeah. uh, I've got them on. Uh, Chesney Hawks, he's coming soon. No way. <laughs> uh, Does he pick one track one all the way through? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering like, how, he, how he's made his money because the one and only, Nick Kershaw wrote that, didn't he? Mm. Like, well, that makes sense. And uh, I'm actually going to see Nick Kershaw, not this Saturday, the following Saturday. Oh, it's, uh, oh that's not, is he going to be good, Stu? Well, it's it's in it's um it's my my best mate, the guy that cunt and the gang fella, 
uh, it's his 50th. So we're going to this 80s festival and uh, because we're silly old fuckers that love the 80s. But uh, oh, it's amazing. Adam Ant, Nick Kershaw, Howard Jones, Thompson Twins. Like, Is it a Rewind a, Festival? Something like that, yeah. Like, is it like a Pontins or a Butlins? No, like no, it's just in a, it's just in a field, but it's proper good. There's like loads of really good stuff and have a small, like so it'd be. Uh... <laughs> Howard Jones played in Salisbury Cathedral a few years ago, playing a piano. He did like a, a, he sat there in Salisbury Cathedral behind the piano and played like a classical, just him on piano. Howard Jones. Yeah, I didn't go and see it, but. It, it was, I found that really bizarre. Yeah. Has he got new stuff out? Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I'm a. I done my. Uh, I done hospital radio for you youngers. Uh, you won't remember that, but hospital radio was a thing, uh, and I done my my GCSE media studies uh, on hospital radio. Uh, that was literally the beginning and end of my radio career. Uh, <laughs> but I done a show on Howard Jones. I was obsessed with Howard Jones, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, and. He he came to Basildon, and uh, when I was about, I reckon I was about nineteen, and I'd been dumped by my first like proper girlfriend that day, and uh, and me and uh, Cunt from Cunt and the Gang went to see him play this venue that's no longer there called the Festival Hall in Basildon, and uh, and we got there really early because we were just nerds and wanted to meet him, and he he pulled up in his car and we was like, oh, what car really- was it? Uh, I think it was like uh, I think he had an Orion. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And and we got out of my escort estate that had fucking Dr. Seuss's cat in the hat painted on the bonnet, which was fucking ridiculous. Uh, And I remember going, "Oh, uh, oh, it's really nice to meet you, Howard." And I had I used to be in this bank with the Mac lads, who are probably a bit racist now if you listen to them. Beer and sex and chips and gravy. All of that, yeah. And I had just this Mac lad shirt that just had the word twat in big letters on. Uh, and he liked my shirt. And he went, oh, do you want to come into the sand check? And uh, my mate went, oh, he's, he's all miserable. We got dumped today. And, uh, and he went, oh, really? He went, yeah. He went, I better not play any slowies. And I went, oh, mate. I went, please play Will You Still Be There, which is from one of his later albums. Uh, and he played it for just me at the sound check. Oh. We just sat there. So yeah. Did he look at you the entire time? He just looked at me until <laughs> until it, like one tear just went down his feet, and I mirrored it, and like <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. But uh, but Did yeah, you so I'm going to go and chains. Jet coil. <laughs> no one should know his name that's how much of a fucking nerd i was as a kid uh right okay so that's pretty much my uh my 80s uh right who's got some 90s um i was just gonna throw in some madness real quick oh good show i don't know if that's yeah, 80s or 90s or god i've got no idea so i'm just gonna say madness but um i can't think of i can't think got the song in my head but i can't remember what it's called so well, one step beyond oh, yeah. it's <laughs> super <laughs> iconic yeah. isn't it trust me yeah. you don't want that I think it looks like embarrassment's a great start it's an yeah. brilliant there like, oh, yeah that one uh, yeah i was thinking more of the bouncy one baggy trousers that reminds me of being at school yeah that's the most picked track for school oh, years on the podcast yeah 
Like it was like that in the seventies, wasn't it? That was our mm. that was school life in the seventies for us. Youngsters shoot. Nightbots Cairo intro. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Always goes off live as well. Oh, so good live madness. So good. Why are we talking about that kind of was a little one, yeah. (laughs) That shouldn't have picked up on the microphone. Uh, It's quite sensitive, this mic, as is my belly. Um, But while we're talking about that kind of early 80s kind of ska punk crossover stuff, uh, I'm going to shout out Tank called Malice, which is a fucking amazing oh, intro. Yes. Just that that baseline and when that Hammond comes in over the top of it, fucking hell! And that is my <clears throat> that reminds me there is one more from the '80s, and I'm not a big Paul Weller fan, uh, but I will uh, shout this one out. He's calling it. <laughs> Love a string me. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. Slick, isn't it? It's, it's really smart and slick, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think when I when I first joined the Patreon, when you were doing the um radio shows, you'd like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday one for a bit. And you did uh Walls Come Tumbling Down. I'd never heard it before. Oh, that's a good and I, I was obsessed with it for about a week. I was at it on repeat. It's absolutely brilliant. It's a banger, isn't it? My wife is that annoying thing where I'll recommend it to her and say, You'll like this. And she put it on and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then about a week later, she was like, I heard a song today on the radio. I really like it. And it was that. And I was like, are you joking? A week ago. <laughs> I played it to you a week ago and you just didn't pay attention the whole way through. But yeah, that. And then I think the week after you did, you did that one as well. Yeah. Uh, on like two weeks in a row. So that got me into a bit like style, style council for a bit. Yeah. They're, they're hit and miss, I think. Like, and But... They're, they're kind of, that's what I quite like about them. The fact that I don't know if he's watched the Style Council documentary that was on Sky Arts about about two years ago. It was made by a former guest called Mark Baxter, uh, and he made it. And that's when I ended up getting, um, uh, oh God, uh, Mick Talbot on from the Style Council. Um, and it just says that coming out of the jam, he just didn't want to have any kind of pressure. And he just done what he wanted to do. And he, mm. if it was a commercially unsuccessful, he didn't give a shit. He was just like, right, I'm into this. This is what I want to do. And like, and as much as I'm not a sort of uh, a well end, as I like to call them, like the big <laughs> Weller fans, like, uh, I, I get why people like him. And I think as an artist, he's like, you know, he's a legit fucking legend. But I've just not been a massive fan of his, his solo stuff. I quite liked what he, his recent stuff was pretty good. It was like a massive. It was, like a it was quite pop. The last album was really pop. Like, and just like, yeah. And he, he did do a questionable track with Suggs that I weren't a big fan of. I was really hoping that them two together might do something really good, but I thought it was a bit nothingy, really. Uh, I got uh, his first album on tape. <laughs> That's red. really good. The tape's red. It's got. Um, uh-huh. Oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and Bitterness Rising's on that. That's a that's, great yeah, track. That's cracking. Mm. Yeah. Okay, who's got an intro for me? If we're going Probably 90s... Not, I've got then, a 90s one. But... Yeah, I've got one. I don't know if it's 80s or 90s, because um, it's the Pesh Mode one. Um, off, is it Songs of uh, Love and Devotion, the album? 
Yeah, is that 80s or 90s? That's 90s. Uh, that's 90s, yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that is a... Yeah, because I, I was never into uh, Depeche Mode because the only song I knew was Just Can't Get Enough and I didn't like it. So I completely just didn't pay attention to them or just completely dismissed them and until I started listening to Offbeat and Track and then it comes up quite a bit on, or used to come up quite a bit on hardcore listings. So yeah. I arcade and listened to... You've been really that, nice about that saying that I've, I've just never stopped fucking banging on about them. <laughs> That's a really nice way of doing that. Thanks, mate. <laughs> it's all we it's got in the six. It, yeah. It's all we got. Because <laughs> I've got, well, I'm from Manchester, so I'm spoiled, where so you've only got one band. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, but that, uh, I feel you. I absolutely love that. And that, that album, I, I love. And then I've, uh, I've listened to that one on there, Violator, so far. Oh, Violator's a killer. So I'm still working, right. me, working my way through. Oh, uh, wait, wait, you, you haven't watched 101 then yet, Martin? The which one, sorry? 101. No, not yet. Oh, uh, listen to Behind the Wheel or watch Behind the Wheel live 101. It's one of my most emotional moments to watch the whole crowd. Yeah. Like that. Uh, it, it gets me every time. Uh, killer, but I added to my homework. I'm on holiday this week, so I'm just making a list of stuff to listen to on the beach. What? Well, he's got to watch the film then, too, hasn't he? Yeah, the film's amazing. It's, it, you get both sides of Essex. You get Martin Gore, and you, you, it, it cuts to like all of these beautiful like goths all just screaming the lyrics to blasphemous rumors, and uh, <laughs> and, and just like uh, they're, they're, they're you know literally just fucking dying for this record and then it cuts to Dave Garn going yeah so the fucking cunt in the taxi I fucking I got me foot through the window and I was just kicking him in the fucking head you know when you think oh there you go there's the other side of Essex thanks Dave Garn <laughs> right, how much did you want to be one of those fans though Stu oh, oh mate did you go and watch the recent film Oh, the um, people. Uh, what was it called? Something in the forest, or yeah, it? that's it. Yeah, where they don't got the oh, fans I, again. Yeah, and, I, and redone it. I found that really oh, emotional. Mm. Yeah, like my mate was. Like, I got tickets to go and sit at the barbican. I was like, he was like, do you want to go? I was like, no, mate. I'm gonna go and watch it in Basildon, like because <laughs> it's up the road and it's where they're from. Like, yeah. why am I gonna go out of Basildon to watch it? And uh, and it was good. It was just loads of other like overweight, out of shape, like sad <laughs> losers just sitting in the cinema. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so my, my, um, Dave, I still I put him in my top five most sexiest men ever. Mate, when, especially as soon as he found heroin. Do you know what? Oh, found heroin. There, got long. Yeah. Oh, he, he's good, isn't he? That that <laughs> tour was amazing. For, probably for that reason. That, that was, Songs of Faith and Devotion talk. Yeah, it was just ah, the out of this world. is often watched in this house. I, I yeah. watched, I reckon that's the live concert DVD I've watched the most. Devotional. Uh, devotional, yeah. yeah. It's unreal. He comes out in that suit and waistcoat to, uh, I think it's Higher Love. And, yeah. uh, and then slowly but surely, layers just come off. And like, and then before you know it's it, so sexy, isn't he? Just and, the and Rush James. with Alan Wilder on the drums. It's oh, just so fucking good. hell. And Did you ever wear right one of those little collars then, Stu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah. So I could get away with one. Little oh. choker. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the only thing I don't like about it. Genuinely, I, it looks a bit constricting. <laughs> I don't like it. And just you, can to take, sort of... yeah, you can take that off and everything else, fine. But... <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. He's my man crush, I reckon. Yeah. He's, when I first see that, I think it was the cover of Q, and he was just on there, smothered in tattoos, like, chest out with long hair. I was like, and by that, at that time, I had like sh- not too dissimilar shaved hair and a little quiff because I was obsessed with Dave Garn and Nitzareb and that kind of scene. And I was like, oh no, I've got to grow my hair really quick now. <laughs> when did everyone do that? Start <laughs> taking heroin. Horrible to say, but he, it does, it has brought out some it was, incredible It was songs. Speedballs, wasn't it? Was his thing. Yeah. Is it called Speedballs? Yeah, Red Rum, wasn't it? Like, and they reckon that tour, when it got to the States, they were supported by Primal Screen. That's a great band to take on to if you've got a drug problem. You've seen Dave Garn playing harmonica for Primal Screen? No. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, Primal Screen on stage and Garn comes on stage and plays harmonica for him. Amazing. Because that's proper rock and roll Primal Scream at that point as well, wasn't it? Scream and Delica is my favourite album of the time. Is it? Yeah, yeah, hands down. And I've seen seen them quite a few times, but they were dirty, filthy. Um, yeah, they, they were rock and roll, weren't they? They were dancing, yeah. rock and roll. Primal Scream the same. And then Kate Moss would come on stage and sing. Uh, it was weird at times. It was filthy, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I'm a bit gruff, they didn't want to put it. I think we went back in time then, Steve, didn't we? Come back in the room. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Right. Um Can I can I throw it sorry? Can I yeah, throw it up on him? Shout him in. Nineties, just gonna go super I know Kirsten, I hope this gets played at your house parties. Um Groove is in the heart. Boom. <laughs> it's just it's a banger isn't it there's yeah. no denying mm. it all the time it's one of them songs that could get played in any club whatever yeah. and it just goes off it's so good yeah. and like yeah just ticks all the boxes mm. it's so good is that a sample at the start of it though what the bab 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 like because yeah. the whole thing know. is sample based isn't it it's all it like yeah. sample based yeah it is yeah yeah well I don't know what that comes from if it is I don't know. I was preoccupied with Lady Miss Keir. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to lie. She was the coolest thing ever. Oh, I was uh, like a little Japanese DJ. <laughs> they all looked so cool, that band, didn't they? They were so cool. Yeah. They really were. Mark Lamar put it on Twitter the other night that this is his favourite song of all time. There's no competition. Really? <laughs> he says, you want to like Mark really? Lamar, as in, like, you know, yeah, yeah, Mark Lamar says the greatest song of all time, no competition. That's what he said. And he says, oh, if you want to argue about it, go on your own feed and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even just the, the, the cast of people on that song is, mm. is just amazing. Yeah, what about But they it? never did anything like it afterwards, did they? No, they that wasn't really not. their sound, was it? You know? No. But I mean, if you're going to have a little mic drop moment, Groove is in the yeah, art. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if we're going to get our grooves on, I'm going to throw one. I'm going to throw a couple in. Uh... Oh, hang on, I need to get that right. Is it, there's no one quite like Grandma. There, <laughs> 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 oh, there. This is really unprofessional. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Did you catch the intro or not? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it's so good. Oh, that's, that's, like, that's um, 89, isn't it? 
Yeah, I would have love thought sexy. that was Love Sex. Yeah, 88, yeah. I think. Oh, uh, okay. Right. That's, um, that is so good. So good. So was good. 88? 88, Love Sexy? Must yeah, it was. It yeah, was. He was right. funny as well, actually. Oh, do you I'm know like, what? Number two next to Dave Garner. <laughs> <laughs> I, might be on the, I might be on the turn here. <laughs> oh dear oh dear yeah I, I think like that's that's up there and and when I, I actually um done an episode where uh I chose what I'd probably go for if I did do uh this and it would definitely be this from 89 I think the clothes I'm not even playing. What's happened now? <clears throat> but uh, it's like having a senior moment then, Stu. Yeah. Oh, have, you re- have you rewound it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it doesn't seem to want to play that track for some reason. Tell us it, Stu, and we'll hum it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, was, was it Prince who played the bass on Alphabet Street? Because the bass playing is just mental on that track. It is actually, isn't it? I mean, I know he was sort of, you know, he was pretty prolific and he was known for playing a lot of his stuff, but he did, he always let people have a go. But that, the bass line is so, so nice. The little riff that goes down into the... There's a little... Amazing. <laughs> For you, Stu, you look nuts then, Stu. <laughs> we could hardly hear it. Oh well, it was oh it's glorious. That's 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 my favourite intro. Uh yeah, I love it. And it's just that speech at the beginning is incredible. That break is fucking amazing. And then just 1989, the number, Def Jam, Sound of the Funky, like that opening lines, them lyrics are just etched in my fucking brain. That was one of them songs when that come out, I had my Walkman, I remember just walking to college and I'd just play it, rewind it, play it, rewind mm. it, play it, rewind it. Oh, public enemy. It sounds oh. like the future though. That, that yeah. was the, it was so different hearing all those noises. Yeah. Oh, that's the, the so true. Like, yeah, that's really creepy. I never thought that. It was, it was a big moment, wasn't it? Yeah. Massively. Yeah, everything seemed to change, you know. Yeah. Sampling was in the hands of the people, you know. We were just, just sticking anything together. Yeah. Must yeah. have been when we all got pubes. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I mean, but it was. It, it was at that point, I'm looking over your, your shoulder there, Pete, to the cover of Three Feet I'm Rising. And, and, and that in 80... That what was that, 89? Or 90? Uh, 89 or 90? Uh, it was 89, wasn't it? 88, 89? Yeah. Yeah, it was 80s. Yeah, we always have this dispute. I think it's 89. When, when that come out, you know, the sampling, the fact that I, I think it, I don't know if it's on Spotify yet, that record. They keep saying it's going to be on. They keep saying they resolved it and then it just yeah. Keeps, yeah, it seems to drag on. <laughs> it's, There's it's, an insane amount of samples on there, isn't there? Like, yeah. yeah. The whole thing is, oh, yeah, it's insane. But for okay. me, I just think, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm, I guess if you're hauling oats, you're just like, yeah, use it. It's a fucking great bit of usage yeah. there. But if you're some bloke that wrote this little thing years ago and you ain't got a pot to piss in, you probably would be thinking, oh, come on, kiss a drink. Do you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Oh, three feet iron. It's one right. of those times, actually, though, isn't it, where as then as a band, they put that together. That, that's got nothing to do that their yeah. skills shouldn't really have anything to do with anyone else. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. That's pure art. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Form, I think. It was just it was just so entirely different, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, it's so exciting, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really oh, yes. I, I can't forget just yeah, listening to that on repeat just absolutely blew my mind. No life shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> what are you saying? No life shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say that uh, the most freaked out and starstruck I've ever been was getting chucked in on this podcast. Like, uh, yeah, he, that was crazy. And that opened so the doors. Once I had him on, bit of behind the curtain info here. All of a sudden, agents were going, "Oh, we've got this act," but up until then, it was me just hassling people. Yeah. Uh, and after like. We got Chuck D on. It was like, oh, that podcast must be all right then. Like, <laughs> if he's on, uh, but he kept me waiting. He kept me waiting ages, and then like the agent would would, would phone me up. So he's 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 not he's not here yet. He'll be back in a bit. And so I then be going back down the ass, and then I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, fucking hell, and it weren't helping my nerves. And then literally when he just popped up, and I was like, oh my god, that's Chuck D. Like it was like. <laughs> I, I was proper shit. nervous. Like, I, I also thought, he's nobody's fool, is he? And I was just yeah. thinking, I do not want to get this wrong. And then when he went for intro and he went straight and my papa was a rolling stone, I just thought, oh, mate, here we go. Uh, it's Imagine you pissed him off, Stu. That's the worst thing, isn't it? You just worry yeah. that I've been really lucky. There's, there's, there's only really been a couple of guests that I've just thought, oh, they did not want to be here. Uh, but most that's, just... that's them, studio, isn't it? Because you, you are real, no arse licking, but you're somebody who's respectful and you, you're a nice guy. You, you want to learn about people. I think you are that's what's really nice. Of you. I think but a lot of guests to the you... end, yeah, a lot of the guests to the yeah. end as well are like really they love the trip down memory lane and they go, Oh, yeah. it's just ain't not what I expected. And, and you... they get relive a bit to yeah. the lives that they've forgotten yeah. about. And you're yeah. interested and you want to know what's going on. Yeah. It's exciting. You're a music fan. It's the second question where if they're tricky with the intro, when you get to the emotional one, that's when they start to kind of thaw and like, and, and then they start talking and then, then that leads into school really nicely. And it's like from then, You've either got them or you just think, all oh, right, they've they're not interested in this. And and yeah, I've been really lucky. Like I would say maybe two people that have been on out of four hundred and however many of like I've just thought they really do not want to be here. But then both Let's of talk them about have, those two. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna I, I don't think I'll put this out on a general release. So it was up to you. I, could, I can put this out for the world or I can put it out on Patreon. If I put it out on Patreon, I'll tell you who one of them is. Uh, or, or you can all have your choices on a normal release. So uh, maybe when I press stop, when we press stop, I'll tell you the, the one that I thought, oh, God, they did not want to be here today. But, I think it's uh, perfect for a TV show, those two. Seriously. No one watches TV yeah, anymore, Sire. Right. Well, a show that you can watch. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. 
You'd a be nice and Rogan. Apart from <laughs> man, I need a wig soon. Um, we uh, apart from, I mean, that's one of the things that when I know the guest has been on top of the pops, asking them about going on top of the pops, I'm so excited about that. Like yeah. because what that must have been, and just hearing people's experiences of it, it's like. You know, just I think it was Bedders from Madness was just like presumed that once they'd done Top of the Pops, they'd leave the studio on like an open top bus and just be paraded through London and like <laughs> and, and be millionaires. And it was like, no, we just got the bus home and like, and then that was it. And it was Does like, Did anyone oh. here, did anyone go? Did anyone ever get that lucky no. to go to Top of the Pops? No, no neither did we. My boss was on Top of the Pops. Really? And he was a punk. It was, I think it was the Christmas special. Uh, 85, I think. It may have been before that. And he was a punk. And they got kicked out. A group of them got kicked out because they were drunk. <laughs> he had, he had, he's, he, he's got ginger hair. He had a big ginger mohawk. Brilliant. He, I think three or four of them got kicked out. And he said it was awful. It was really weird. He said it wasn't right. They were being ushered, almost like pushed, physically pushed around the place. Oh, my God. To be. He said it wasn't. He said there's hardly any people there. Yeah, all of them people in the early 80s that members. were like pushing him around at top of the pops, none of them sort of <laughs> had anything inappropriate, did they? <laughs> There's quite a lot of that going on there. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I had like my mate Jill, uh, who, who's in the, the band The Cunts, he went to TFI Friday uh, and I think he got the episode, and he was a big Chili Peppers fan. He got to see the Chili Peppers at T- TFI. And then the two members of my band decided they were going to uh, disappear from band practice and not tell us and go to a film in a Jules Holland. And they went to a, an episode of Jules Holland where they're standing there with their arms folded in the background. And it was an episode that had the Foo Fighters and Radiohead on. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I was standing in the studio going, where's the, where's the guitarist and bass player? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally watching the Foo Fighters and Radiohead, which is uh, that's a pretty oh good episode to God. be at. Uh, Not for me, I don't like either of them. Really? Oh. Yeah, I like I, Pablo I, I, Honey. I'm 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 indifferent, I, I guess, to uh, to to some of the latter stuff that the Foo Fighters have done. But I think, like, if you like your stadium rock, I think it takes Early a lot of many bands that can touch them. I just see his face and I think, stop shouting. It makes my ears up when I see his face. What, an outspoken out. bloke with long brown hair and a beard? Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have point, we, saw, we saw um, Foos at V. I wasn't with you on Jamie. And, um, yeah, he just walked out. He didn't say a word. He just held his guitar and just stared out into the crowd, stood there for a solid five minutes while everyone just screamed at him and just smiled. He, he was just absorbing all of the love and excitement. And, yeah. Me and I my wife... Like Dave Grohl is my Dave Garn to you. So really? Yeah. Me and my wife saw the Foo Fighters in Reading 95, and it's probably our first date, proper date. Wow. And... Um, don't really remember much about them, but he had a water pistol on the stage that he was squirting people with, and he threw it into the crowd. And we we caught we had it for years. And then when we moved house last, going for a load of shit, it was a little pink um, hippopotamus water pistol. And I went, oh, we don't need this anymore. And I threw it away. Oh no! 
Oh, and I read in 95. I mean, I couldn't have got very far, though. One of the little ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. That's what I ate. That's probably what I ate in a week. It was all for show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do know a few people that are going to it's the, the, the show this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, the, Saturday. Uh, yeah. Oh, is that the tribute? Mm. Well, yeah. yeah. The lineup is ridiculous, isn't it? It's just. Is it? It's everyone. It's who's who. Like, so many legends on there. Right. Thing I'm most excited about is it's the three members of them Crooked Vultures are all going to be there at both the both the concerts. So there's been rumours for ages about them doing something else. So I'm hoping that wow. that's them three um, doing something else because Josh Homm's not working at the minute since his mate died and then John Paul Jones doesn't really do very much because he doesn't need to. I can't imagine Foo's doing very much for a while, so maybe it'll be them three back together. If it's just other drummers drumming for the Foo Fighters, I am really, really excited to see Danny Goffey from Supergrass, who's on the bill, play. Oh, right. Yeah, he's got I a perfect style, hasn't he? Fucking he's drumming. He's so an amazing good. drummer. Like, oh, I love that's watching him. intro, ent- intro uh, yeah, mention. What's that? Oh, Jesus Christ. There's so many Supergrass songs. So many Supergrass. Richard III. Richard III, yeah. Richard III. Yeah. That's nice. You know, I saw them at... Caught by the Fuzz. Oh, amazing. Caught by the Fuzz. What a Sonic's the Sky and Moving. They've got so many good intros. Moving. That's the one. That's what I was thinking of. I see their... I watched their set at Glastonbury on TV this year. and like. Like, oh, it's fucking it. great. It's the, it's so, so many good, good songs. It was the first set I saw last week this year. And then when I, I was like, I couldn't, it was like, the so, you're right, there's so many good songs that I forgot yeah. about. And I just, I was mesmerized. Yeah. I watched the whole lot and I was just like, yeah. this is great. And they're all yeah, really nice blokes, aren't they? Yeah. I had yeah. The, the, the bass player come and DJ'd for me years ago when like Supergrass had all sort of finished and Gaz was doing his solo stuff. And he was, he was in a band and he DJ'd afterwards. I can't what his band was called. But he was such a proper lovely bloke, like really friendly. Um, yeah, I've tried really hard to get Danny Goffey on the podcast, but it ain't happened yeah. yet. Gaz Coombe's solo stuff's brilliant as well. It's yeah. nothing like Supergrass, but he's really good. He's yeah. a dude as well, isn't he? He looks yeah. fucking cool. Oh, he does so look cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. And he can grow sideburns. Oh dear. Right. I'm going to look to wrap it up shortly. So, has anyone got some more intros they want to throw in the mix? Well, 90s. Go on. Um, High Noon, DJ Shadow. Oh. See, because I've always wondered, as we were talking about The Cure, I always assumed that the, the guitar in that was sampled from Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. But is it? It sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. And the drums come in. That's such a good song. Oh, that's a great shout. Love a bit of DJ Shadow. Yeah. Pips had him on. I was well Has jealous he? when he, yeah, he had him on. Proper <laughs> jealous. Can, can you not throw a few people your way? No. I was say, <laughs> he's trying to well, the, the one that he's 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 lining me up with is self esteem, which I'm looking forward to. Oh yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That, I've that, just gone there recently. But I did get James Lavelle. That was that was that yeah. was a, that was a proper fanboy moment, that one. Uh, yeah. uh, and he was one that I thought might be really tricky, and he was really nice. Uh, cool. And he again, he just wanted to talk about Depeche Mode. He was like, "Where are you from?" I was like, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, 
Like, now, you think all these people that get like really excited, like the Depeche Mode fans, when you mention Basildon, I always just want to go, Have you been? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking horrible. <laughs> oh, dear. We're uh, doing a, you got, can't do 90s without saying something off automatic for the people. So <laughs> I'm going to throw Night Swimming. Oh, oh lovely. Just because it's track. stunning. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Do you yeah. know who done all the string arrangement on that record? No. John Paul Jones. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He done Bloody all the hell. string on uh, Drive and stuff like that, yeah. Wow. Like, oh, Night Swimming's a fucking beautiful record. Yeah, man. it's just <laughs> ridiculous, isn't it? Hurts, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, hurts. that record takes some fucking beating. Yeah. Oh, Is yeah, that almost Man on the perfect. Moon on it? Yeah, Sidewinder. Because that with like he does a, a little um little Elvis impression yeah. in the lyrics. Yeah. So live, he really yeah. plays up to that as well. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like uh, you got your Dave Garns and you got your Dave Grohls, but my man crush was Michael Stipe so much. <laughs> I was obsessed with Michael Stipe. I loved him. Yeah. And he'd be um, a gentle lover as well. I think so. So I think it, I think it'd be very tentative, and uh, <laughs> he's aware that everybody uh, take comfort in your friends. You know, I think like he's a, he's a gentle soul. He's got hate uh, to Like, but uh, yeah, he uh, that that I mean, they were like my absolute fucking go-to band for so long, and like, and, and I was, I was even with them up until maybe reveal. And like around the sun, I thought was all right. And a couple like, of good songs. Like it's the song he did with Q-Tip. I adore that song. Q-Tip sings a bit back in uh, in the. Uh, it's an amazing track. It's one of the later ones. After Automatic for the People, uh, Q-Tip does like a little rap. Right, okay. It must have been on a much later one. Song. Um, Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's a cracking track. I'll find it. You can... Michael Stipe did a really good song with Nana Cherry on a homebrew album, which is Trout. really nice. It's called oh, Trout. Trout. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking great. Uh, and obviously, speaking of 90s and Stipe, uh, Your Ghost with Kirsten Hirsch. Uh, fucking amazing. That was yeah, I absolutely love that song. But I thought you might mention Kristen big, Hurst. I just thought there's a pictures <laughs> connection there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but being a big, well, big Throne Muses fan and a big REM fan when they came together, that was just yeah, immense, wasn't it? And oh, yeah. brilliant videos. I just remember the video as well. Oh. I still got it on a VHS tape off the chart show somewhere. Yeah, that <laughs> chart show. Like, <laughs> shut oh, I used to record those. I used to record the indie chart like every every oh. time. I still got VHS of all the indie. There's so, certain songs you hear and. As you hear them, you can see the chart show thing come up, can't you? You've watched it so many times. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many bands are like, oh, because of that, though. Because oh, the, the 100%, the mate. Exactly the same. 100%. Exactly. It's like every week you'd be there with your VHS and then it'd just go, that kind of like graphic would come in and then it'd stop and it'd be dance chart. And you'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 I found a guy recently who's uploaded them all to YouTube and I sat one friend and I watched them all pretty much. Just really? Through. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. That's literally 
That'd be my <laughs> fucking dream night, that would. I'll put the leg on period, I'll tell you, it's great. Oh, you know, <laughs> I, I first saw Baker Man by um, Laid, Laid Back. Back. I love that song. That's one of my so favourites good. in the 90s. Do you guys know that? What's that? Baker Man Baker. by Laid Back. Oh, the South Africa. Yeah, Baker Man is baking bread. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I worked at Baker ages. The video, they're parachuting, aren't they? That's yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's so uh, laid back, isn't it? Yeah. Really is. that is, yeah uh, that, that, that's because that was on the chart show. Maybe it's, we've all recorded that and seen it a load of times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so... I, I discovered the frames, like, um, the, the Irish band, through the chart show. Oh, and yeah. uh, and they, their first single was called Ma- Masquerade. And it sounds like the Pixies. Like, really sounds like the Pixies. And it was only when the little information comes up like in between the, uh, the 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 song to give you some information on the band, and I was thinking this is fucking amazing, and I was like, and then it just popped up that it was Outspan from the Commitments was the front man, and I was like, oh my god, it's like, and then obviously he's gone on to become a a megastar, and uh, yeah. and uh, what's his name, Glenn? I can't remember what his name is, uh, Glenn. Oh, I don't know. Hangs out with fucking Bono and Eddie Vedder and just. I don't fucking... know it's not Glenn Hans Hans Hanson uh, Hans Hanson uh, Glenn Hanson Solo. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's amazing. He made a really fucking cool film. A film with that girl from the Czech Republic, where he's the busker. How fucking cool oh, is that film? Shoot, man, her vo- That's an beautiful film. Yeah. What's that called? It's uh, one of us. Is it some of that? Yeah. My- Glenn Hansard. And Hansard. A, yeah. Yeah. But it's a beautiful film. He's a busker in Ireland. He's really yeah. fun. Like once. Once. Yeah, once. Once. Yeah. once. That's it. Yeah, that is brilliant. That's a great film. Um, yeah. Her yeah. voice is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's that moment when they go into the recording studio and it's someone, just the producer's there, it's like, yeah, with his feet up reading the paper and just like, oh, just, someone's paid 20 quid for an hour and not bothered. And he hears them play first time and he suddenly sits up and goes, right, I'm going to, going to try with this one and let's get going with it it's absolutely brilliant scene he's done loads of stuff as well loads of different he did that album with Betty Vedder didn't he That's yeah he done the, the film score didn't he uh, that is probably there's a track on that that reminds me of my daughter is it my father I am my father's daughter yeah that track that track can kill me yeah Love that, that is and that said Eddie Vedder's daughter sings it didn't she that's right yeah beautiful track absolutely yeah. beautiful album Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to uh, go to bed. Uh, start. <laughs> Do you know what? In about 20 minutes, yes. <laughs> Pathetic. Uh, but honestly, like, uh, I hope you've had fun tonight because, like, it's been really nice just having a, a chat about records and stuff. Um, I'm going to do these every month and uh, and then, yeah, next month we'll do a, a bit of a weepy one and we do emotional records. And, uh, and oh, I might break my. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah and obviously thanks everyone for uh supporting off the beaten track like uh, he's uh he's my proper little baby this podcast and this really you give more one. to us Jude, than we give to you yeah <laughs> I, 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 dis- I discovered it during lockdown and you know what it was just like me walks with the dog every day listen to this it was just like highlight of my day to be honest oh thanks loads yeah, well, just, i'm, I'm having... not gonna go anywhere i'm just gonna press stop hang on <laughs>